Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver... The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Hurry, big fellow. I'm Silver. Hurry! It was just before sundown when the Lone Ranger, Tonto, and Dan Reed reined up their horses near Red Rock Canyon. Oh, Silver. Oh, boy. Oh, Gee, Willikers. Look at the way the sun hits those red rocks on the other side of the canyon. Yes, it is pretty, Dan. And there's Buena Vista, down at the bottom of the valley. See it, Tano? Uh Uh-huh. We've never come in on this trail before. It winds along the side of the canyon through all that green stuff. That's not the trail, Dan. It's an old wagon road. No one uses it anymore. Why not? It's too dangerous. Gee, (laughs) you mean all those green bushes are poison ivy or something? More serious than that, Dan. Heavy rains have washed under most of the roadbed. I doubt if it would support one man, let alone three of us on horseback. Gee. Oh, green bushes down there, not poison ivy, Dan. Them oakley. What? Tonto's using the Indian word. Most people call it smilax. It's just harmless green shrubbery. Oh. That reminds me of a story, Dan. 
I'll tell it to you someday when we have more time. Well, right now we'd better bear to the left on this new trail if we want to reach Buena Vista before dark. Sure. Come on, Silver. Get him up the car. All right, Victor. There, across the street. That's the only livery stable in town. Must be Pop Hendricks. Oh, Silver. Gee, it's so dark here in the barn, I can hardly... Oh, wait a minute. Somebody's coming with the lantern. Steady, Silver. Well, what'll it be, gents? Want to stable them critters? Hello, Pop. What? Well, I'll be the the Lone Ranger and and Tonto, you old scalawag. Oh. Uh, Say, who's that young whippersnapper you got tagging along behind you? Can't say I ever... <laughs> As if you didn't know. Oh, Dan, my boy, I'm glad to see you. Yes, sir, I'll be a sway-backed horn toad if I ain't downright glad to see all three of you. Now, slide out of them saddles and come on in. Not right now, Pop. We'll have plenty of time to visit later well, on. What do you mean? Ain't you going to climb down and set a spell? No, Todd and I are heading over to Clemens. We'll be back in a couple of hours. But if it's all right with you, Dan will... All right? Over. Why, Dad blasted, I'll be madder than a pigeon-toed mule if he don't. Good. Then we'll see you later. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Which stall can I put Victor in, Pop? First empty one you find. Slip off his gear and give him some oats. Then come on into my office. Got a fire in the stove up there that feels mighty good on nights as chilly as this one. All right, Pop. I'll be there in just a few minutes. The critter fixed up all right, Dan? Oh, sure. And I've been looking over your livery stable. Pretty nice place. Best in the whole state of Texas. You must run out a lot of horses and rig. Yep. Ren the traveling men, cowpokes, dirt farmers, anybody. Golly. I never saw so many wagons and surreys and buggies and two-seaters as you got out there in the yard. Need every one of them, Dan. Mm. Some folks are mighty hard to please. Yeah, I guess so. Another thing I... I like to sit here and uh, think about all the stories there are out there in the yard. Stories? Dan, my boy. Mm. There's a story back of every rig that has four wheels. Especially second-hand ones like I've got. What do you mean? Well, maybe a buggy that used to be owned by a doctor. A rig like that has made a lot of trips. Covered a lot of ground. Helping sick folks. Saving lives. Gee... I never thought of that. Or one of them high-walled Murphy freight wagons that used to pound the Santa Fe Trail. Like as not, it's had a million engine arrows sticking in it. Sure. But if you don't really know where they came... No! Mm. Oh, gone missed. Uh, Dan, I know the story back of every rig setting out there in the yard. Pop, you couldn't. There must be almost a hundred of them. Don't make a bit of difference. A man with a memory like mine can... Uh, say, Pop. I think you got a customer. Somebody heading this way across the yard. Oh, now what the world? Let me take a peek out the window. Oh, dag nabbit, you're right. And it's a woman. What's the matter? Maybe she wants to rent a rig. Oh, if there's anything that galls me, it's chewing the fat with one of them female women. They ask too many questions. Want to do all the talking. I'll go out and talk to her, Pop, if you want me to. Will you, Dan? Get shut of her, and then we'll sure. talk to her. 
I'll find out what she wants. Uh, good evening, ma'am. Can I help you? Oh, good evening. I, I saw your sign at the end of the yard. I, I'd like to rent a buggy, a two-seater, just for a couple of hours. Yes, ma'am. Pop's got all kinds around here. You can take your pick. Then I'll harness a horse no, for you. No, just a minute. I think I'll choose the buggy first. Sure. Uh, right over in the shed. Come on. There's a brand new one. Got solid tires made out of real rubber. No, and... that, that isn't exactly what I want. Oh, uh, here's a Longworth Surrey. Those oil lamps on both sides give a lot of light. No, a Surrey's too big. Well, let me see. Maybe that there's... one over there, right beside the freight wagon, it, it looks like... You mean this? Oh, golly, ma'am. This one's so old, it's about to fall apart just sitting here. But it is a buggy, a two-seater, and it looks exactly like... How long have you had it? I don't know. You see, I don't really work here. I'm just helping Pop Hendricks for a little while, and... Wait a minute. Pop claims he knows the history of every wagon in the yard. I'll ask him. Pop? Oh, Pop? What you want, Dan? This buggy, the old two-seater. Where'd it come from? Mean the one right there? Yeah. I don't know. Don't know anything about it, Dan. That's funny. He was just bragging about his memory. I can't understand. It doesn't why. make any difference. I just wanted to rent a buggy that looked something like... Do you mind if I sit in it? Just for a moment. Oh, of course not. It's old and dusty, but... Here, I'll help you. Thank you. Oh, I like this. This is the one I'll drive. Anything you say, ma'am. Only the newer rigs don't cost any more, and they're a lot nicer than this. I guess you got some reason. Yes, I do have a reason. A very definite one. It's not this buggy, but it, it's what it represents to me. I, I don't understand. Perhaps I'm foolish to talk to a stranger about it, but... But you see, like many women who are old enough to know better, I, I'm trying to recapture something I once lost. Something I... I'll never find again. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I feel that way, I, I take off my boots and go barefoot. It's not that simple for me. Gee, I don't know what you're talking about, but... I'll tell you, if you want to listen. Sure. My name is Nora Thatcher. Now, I, I'm an old maid school teacher in the town of Clemens, about ten miles from here. But 15 years ago, sometimes it seems like 15 centuries, I was a young girl living back home in Fairfield, Ohio. And like most girls, I, I was in love. Johnny was his name, Johnny Burke. He was redheaded, Irish, and, and an orphan. Maybe that's the reason he refused to stay in Fairfield. He wanted to come out west, make a lot of money, and be a success. I'll never forget the day he said goodbye. 
Well, people in this town don't put much stock in a kid with no folks, Nora. I'll find a job someplace out west, and then I'll send for you, and we'll be married. Oh, I'm afraid, Johnny. I don't want you to leave. Well, it won't be for long. I promise you that. And I'll write every day. So will I. <laughs> I'll remember that. <laughs> Goodbye, darling. And he did write. Oh, the most wonderful letters. His first job out here was repairing line fences on a big cattle ranch. I asked for work. Believe me, I got it. Riding line fence in the middle of winter is a pretty breezy job. I'll never complain about hot weather again as long as I live. That gave me an idea. I sat right down and knitted him a thick, warm sweater. The yarn was my favorite color, Smilax Green. Thanks for the sweater, honey. And thanks again for explaining about the color, Smilax. Seems like I have heard about that stuff being used for wedding decorations. <laughs> when I told some of the cowpunchers, they, they kidded me a lot. I guess they use, uh, use cactus plants out here. Then came the most important letter of all. Congratulate me, Nora. Congratulate both of us. I've got a new job. I'm a cashier in the Cattleman's Bank at Buena Vista. We can be married right away. So come out just as soon as you can. I'll have another big surprise to tell you about when you arrive. <laughs> all my love, Johnny. Oh, P.S., I'm still looking for some of that Smilax to make our wedding real fancy. I packed my things, and, and the next day I was on the first train going west. Oh, it was a wonderful trip. I mean, wonderful because I was going to see Johnny and be married. Then, on the afternoon of the day I was supposed to arrive here, we were riding along through some deep hill country. I guess I must have been daydreaming, because the first thing I knew, the train was slowing down. Then it stopped all of a sudden, and, and I heard men shouting and gunfire outside. A few seconds later, the door at the end of the car burst open, and a masked man was standing there with two guns. All right, folks, get ready to sell out. This is a holdup. <laughs> The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Now to continue our story. While Dan Reed listened intently... Nora Thatcher told more about the train holdout. Everyone in the car was almost paralyzed with fright. The outlaw raised his guns and yelled at us again. Maybe you folks didn't hear me. I said, shell out. We want money, wallets, watches, anything you've got. Come on, shell out. Hey, where's Pete? Right behind you, Lincoln. The rest of the boys are handling the other cars. I've just been through them. Good. They ain't seen hide nor hair, that female we're looking for. She must be in this car. Yeah. Let me see that picture drawn we got Yeah, from it's in my pocket. Here. Yeah. A woman with a face as pretty as that shouldn't be hard to pick out. Come on down the aisle, Willa. Come over. Right. Hey, there. 
That her over there sitting alongside that young kid? Nah. But if she's on this train, well... Well, well, right smack dab in front of us. What do you want? <laughs> That's a question that might take quite a spell to answer. Well, here's my purse, my ring, Keaton, and... Keaton, you're coming with us, sis. I... You can't Yeah, think. grab her, Pete. All right. Who's that just rode up outside? Well, I don't know. Must be some of the boys. What are they doing on this side of the train? Oh, maybe they just figured... Oh, never mind that. Grab her and let's get out. All right, come on, lady. Keep quiet and you won't get hurt. No. No, you can't. You got the donation, me. Slim? Yeah. You filthy... I said grab her. No. We got to get out. You won't do anything. Oh. Take your hands off that girl and reach. Both of you. What the... Look, another outlaw. We'll all be murdered. Who's he? If you don't understand orders... Maybe this will make sense. No, my arm! Why, you dirty sneak! Come all you passengers, hug the floor! Slim, blast this critter! Yeah, no time to stop! Look, there's an Indian helping this outlaw. We'll have to move fast, Hutto. There's a dozen more men in this outfit. They'll be back here in a minute. Ah, you. you, you must be Miss Thatcher. Why, yes, I... Hutto and I are outnumbered. We've got to leave. Oh. For your own safety, you better come with us. I certainly will not if you think I'm I... am sorry, but this is for your own good. Put me down. Joe, tell the about this me. way. Leave me alone. You're not going to... Oh, girl hurt. No, she just fainted. Use your gun, Tuttle. Cover me till we reach the horses. Uh-uh. There he is. The tall one with the mask. Blast him. Get the red If we can just get to the other side of that hill, Tuttle, we'll lose them. Keep shooting. I can handle the girl. Uh-huh. Steady, Silver. Easy now. Hurry, Tuttle. Uh-huh. Be ready. Come on, Silver. I'm up. Come The man with the mask and his Indian friend brought me straight to a little house where Johnny lived in back of the bank. Oh, Silver, oh, oh, Scott, oh, Tuttle, oh. There you go, miss. There you are. Thank Silly you. Silver. Well, this is the place. Come on. Here she is, Johnny. Johnny? Oh, my darling. Nora. Oh, thank heavens you're safe. Tell me, did they do it? Just what we expected. But I think Dawson's confused now, and he'll probably go through with his original plan. So, Tonto and I'll wait nearby. You know what to do. Sure, sure, I know. And I want to thank you a million times for saving Adios. Who is he, Johnny? And, and what's he talking about? I can't tell you who he is because I don't know myself. Nobody knows. He's been a wonderful friend to me. I can understand that. He... He saved my life and brought me here. But what's this about bank robbers? Well, it all started just a few days ago. An outlaw named Link Dawson wanted me to help him rob the bank where I work. Oh, Johnny! And when I refused, he had one of his men sneak in here and search through my personal things. He found your letters and picture. He knew you were coming west, so he used that as a threat. I was afraid to tell the sheriff because you were already on your way. But how did he that ever... That man in the mask had been trailing Dawson from someplace up north. Just walked in here one night and told me what he was going to do. Must have worked. You're in Buena Vista, safe and sound. Come here, dear. Come here, I want to show you something. I think the lamp will throw enough light through the window for you to see it. See what? Look. Look out there in the yard. A brand new two-seater buggy. That's the way we're going to travel on our honeymoon, Mrs. Burke. Oh, it's elegant, but can we afford it? <laughs> well, you only get married once, darling. I want to do it right. Oh, I, I can hardly believe that oh, all this is... Just one more thing, Nora. 
I have an important trip to make. I'll be back here by daybreak. You'll be all right. Trip? At this time of night? Where are you going? Oh, I... I can't tell you. It's a secret. Johnny, what are you talking about? Well, just something I've got to do, that's all. Will you trust me? Oh, of course I... Johnny, does it have any connection with those outlaws or... Or that man in the mask? Well, in one way it does... And in another way, it doesn't. You're not part of any... It's a promise I made. I'll tell you all about it tomorrow. Johnny, if you can't tell me now, if it's something so Please, terrible... Please, Nora, that... trust me. I'll be back here by daybreak. Goodbye, darling. I was so confused by Johnny's mysterious attitude that I didn't know what to think. And being a woman, the longer I waited, the more suspicious I became. The hours dragged by until almost midnight. Then it began to rain. A few minutes later, I was terrified by the sound of gunfire and wild yells. I looked through the window and saw men running toward the bank. We'll cover this side, Tonto. Force them over toward the sheriff. Hey, Link. Right ahead of us. That mask on, bring in. Throw up your hands. Hey, slam open up. Blast your way through. Come on. That doesn't help the sheriff tie them up, Tonto. Oh, be doing it. Why, why, it's you. I wanted to make sure none of that flying lead found its way in here. You're all right? I haven't been shot, if that's what you mean. Good. But I think I'm entitled to some kind of an explanation from you or someone. Apparently, Johnny is afraid to tell me. No, Johnny isn't afraid. It was partly due to him that the sheriff and I just rounded up the Dawson gang. Johnny left here hours ago. I watched him hitch up his buggy and drive away. Yes, I know. And by doing that, he fooled Link Dawson into thinking the bank was unguarded. If that's true, why isn't he back here now? I think he had some sort of private errand to take care of. It's his own affair, of course, but I wish he hadn't tried it in this rainstorm. Tried what? Why, I'm so sick of masked outlaws and everyone else giving evasive answers to any... I'm sorry, Miss Thatcher. Well, I'm not. I'm glad I discovered what a crazy, topsy-turvy country it is out here in the West. I'm glad I found it out before I got married and had to live here. Johnny likes the West. Then he can like it alone. I'm going home on the first train that leaves here. You mean you're not going to wait for him? Of course not. Well, that would be a mistake. Under those circumstances, I think Johnny would want me to tell you. Tell me what? The reason for his private errand... Why it means so much to him and to you. Go on. Well, just a few weeks ago, he discovered that Smilax grows wild all along the Red Rock Canyon Road. He thought you'd like to have some for your wedding tomorrow. So he went up there to get it. I don't believe a word you're saying. That's your privilege, Miss Thatcher. And if Johnny Burke thinks I'm going to wait for him, well, well he can just think again. If you do leave, I'm sure that someday you'll... Be very sorry. Adios. Those were the truest words ever spoken. But I didn't know it then. I hired a rig that same night and drove to Clemens. The next day I boarded a train and went back home. I was so sure Johnny would either follow me or write. But a year went by, and I never heard from him. When I finally realized what a mistake I'd made, why, 
my letters were returned. That's the end of the story. Do you, do you mind telling me why hiring this buggy has anything to do with it? Nothing, really. Except that Johnny's new buggy looked something like this one. And we would have ridden in it together if I hadn't been so stubborn and foolish. Oh, I, I see. But now, I, I guess I don't want to hire it after all. Forgive a sentimental woman for talking too much, and please help me down. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Is there... Is there anything else I can do, Miss Thatcher? Nothing but accept my thanks for... for helping me to remember. Good night. Good night, Miss... She's crying. That's you, Dan? You've been talking to that woman for a mighty long time. She did most of the talking. The Lone Ranger and Tonto came back while you were out there in the yard. They just left. Going to make camp at the edge of town. Good. I'll find it all right. Uh, say, Pop, I thought you said you knew the history of every wagon and buggy in this whole yard. I do, Dan. Ain't many fellas got a memory like mine. Then... Why didn't you tell me something about that buggy the woman was looking at? Oh, that one, why? You just pretended I didn't know. Some folks are superstitious, and the rig might be hard to rent if they knew the truth. Ain't no story to it anyway. What do you mean? Well, I bought that buggy after it had been wrecked. Rebuilt it myself. You see, about 15 years ago, a young fellow was killed in it, driving up the old canyon road. A rainstorm blew up and must have scared his horse, or maybe the road washed away. I, I don't know. Is that so? Yep. Can't remember the feller's name. Red-headed boy. Worked in the bank. Didn't have any kin folks. You know, the funny part about it was this. The back end of that buggy was jam-packed full of green leaves. I used to know what they call that stuff. Uh, was it... Was it Smilax? Yeah, that's it. Smilax. How'd you know, Dan? I, I didn't know. I just... Guest.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. (laughs) 